I don't understand how you lost the tickets. I, I'm, I'm, I'm not sure what happened. <laughs> you put them somewhere, right? I thought they're in the room somewhere. It's like just within arm's reach. Like of they me. should be right, right at your fingertips right now. I don't, so we have a uh, WWE live event tomorrow, we're right? S- uh, yeah, we're supposed to. Um, <laughs> well, I have my tickets. Yeah, I don't, you should have held my tickets. Apparently, you don't notice about me, but. Um, is this why you don't go to shows for anything? This is why this is, was supposed to be your. This would be your first wrestling, your first WWE show, right? Yeah, my first WWE show. And no, my wife usually handles all this kind of stuff. Oh, okay, I should have handed them to her. So it's way smarter to let her control stuff. Okay. Well. <laughs> well, anyway. <laughs> so hopefully, I am going to the to live the, show tomorrow. The SmackDown Live House Show. We are Nerds of the Square Circle. We are your hosts. I am Chris. I'm Sam Jericho. No Philip here today. No. Which drastically changes some announcements we're going to be making later. <laughs> uh, go follow us on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter. We have a website, someonenerdy.com. Do we? Contact us there. <laughs> uh, thank you for everybody that sent in your submissions last week. Vern, I think Billiam and his girlfriend sent in submissions. Oh, um, so thank you to those people. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Very cool. Uh, we, I lost... You did. By, I came in last. I did the math on it. Um, even with uh, Philip with nine right is like a seventy-five percent. Yeah, that's still what, is that a, a low C? Yeah, maybe a D. Still, still one. And then you and I didn't pass. No. Um, we're talking about our SummerSlam picks. Uh, go watch last week's show. Go listen. Know. Yeah. Um, you can watch it too. Yes, uh, but but uh, so I did say last week, uh, Philip was supposed to be on the show. Yeah. The dude with the headband. Did not show, he did which not. is fine. It's fine. We read his predictions on the podcast for him, mm-hmm. and then I said that if he doesn't show up next week, if he wins, he forfeits his opportunity to to be declared the winner. He has to. He has. You, you have to show up to, to get the belt, right? So we're just going to pretend that Philip didn't make any of those picks. He is null and void, which I guess means that whoever had the next the next highest. Oh, so this wins. Is, whoever just, has the next highest wins. Now. So, can, so let's look at the notes. Who got who got the second highest? That would be of? you, Sam. Was it me? Yeah, I'm pretty sure it was. Oh. So you're saying Whoa. that <laughs> Philip forfeits oh, the he belt. He forfeits, and then I'll I'll just take this. I'm pretty sure what, exactly what you said last week was if Philip doesn't show up, he vacates the belt. And nobody has the belt until the next time. That's not what I said. That is exactly. I, that's not. What I, I will said. insert the sound bit right here if that's what you need me to do. If you did that, then I um, don't know what you're talking about. That people can manipulate. I don't trust you, sir. <laughs> that you didn't do some kind of hijinks. I can pretty much make to you say whatever yeah, I want exactly, to. Yeah, exactly. Right. You. you can make. You can manipulate anything to sound like like anything now. So let's go on the honest merit of the most trustworthy, good-hearted. Member of this broadcast. Oh, is that what you think? That's what I. That's what I know. That's sir. awesome. Um, um, but so I'd like to thank the academy. I'd okay. like to thank the board of directors move on for from this that. moment. We'll figure out what we're going to do. I appreciate all with the, the belt. Uh, faith of my fans who trust and have been waiting for me to write this injustice for so long. 
Um, it feels good. It feels good. It feels we'll f- like the world is right again. We'll figure out what we're going to do Thank with you. the belts. No, I don't need a tissue. I, I'm, I be, I'm holding back the tears of pride, sir. Appreciate so we it. had Thank a... Uh, no, I don't need help lifting it up. It's not up. that heavy. Good God. I appreciate it, though. Thank so you. we had a, a long weekend of wrestling. No, no of, flowers. I don't of... need the flowers, sir. Thank you. Thank you. Let's, let's be professional. Let's move on. Thank you, though. I appreciate it. A long weekend of wrestling. It was a long weekend. <laughs> a lot it was a lot of wrestling. Of wrestling. A lot of wrestling. There was an there was an eclipse. There was so much wrestling. Wow. Yeah. So you drove all the way to Tennessee to watch the eclipse this week. I did actually. Yeah. The um. So Emily, my uh, girlfriend, is really into astrology and um, the stars and space and stuff like that. And uh, she'd been talking for months about wanting to go somewhere to watch the eclipse in the path of the totality, so you can actually look at the eclipse. Mm-hmm. Um. Which, so, I've, we've been planning basically to go to Nashville for, because it was the closest place uh, to here since, I don't know, WrestleMania earlier in the year. Right. And only recently did I realize how crazy this thing has gotten publicity-wise, which is so weird that, like, it became, like, this thing that so many people were doing. Like, one in, f- like, five people were traveling to go see the Eclipse. Something ridiculous like that. So, there was a lot of people. I went to a restaurant in Nashville where there was... 38 different states in the really? parking lot of the yeah that's one yeah you know at like a little dive so uh i stayed in bed because <laughs> i was sick that day and enjoyed the darkness and then i uh i slept through the eclipse and then i watched it on youtube okay. like three hours later probably probably as satisfying as an experience. i'm no, sure it was i no, i re- i mean you know i like going on i like traveling i like uh yeah the traveling and stuff's cool but um, go watch the sun you can see the sun every day pretty amazing and the moon pretty much every night <laughs> you're not supposed to look at the sun every day chris yeah, this, you know, you don't this is why you it. didn't win because you you you've been staring at the sun too much this is why you thought roman reigns was going to become universal champion yeah so you went to jerry de king lawyer's bar is it a bar restaurant uh yeah so we went we drove uh through up north through memphis and then went east towards uh, nashville so we stayed in memphis for a little while and I went to Jerry the King Lawler's uh, bar and restaurant, which is on Beale Street, which is really cool. Um, it's decked out with like all of, which I imagine is all of his personal mm-hmm. wrestling stuff. It might not be; it's just whatever he can get his hands on. But it's just covered in wrestling autographs and posters, and all of his crowns and championship belts. And there's a big blow up uh, mock of a a photo of when he was on the Letterman show with Andy Kaufman. Okay, which that's I love. cool. Huh. Um, the, he has the commemorative Andy Kaufman WWE action figure, which I'm really jealous That's of. That's awesome. Too. I really want that thing. Um, it was really cool. And then when we got there, because of the, the Eclipse craziness, there it was crazy busy. This was on Saturday night? It was Saturday. So the NXT show was coming on. Okay. And uh, because there was so much tourists and stuff, they weren't secure about getting... I don't know if you've watched the network, but sometimes the signal can be kind of iffy. So they didn't want to play it up on the on the main stage because they were playing the band. They weren't sure if it was going to go out or not, but they were playing it downstairs. So me and Emily got to go to the VIP lounge of the Jerry Lawler Bar and That's uh, cool. watch NXT, which is really sweet. Yeah, I mean, if was you the like King, rest- like bartending, the King was not bartending. He was there though, um, which he I'd been there a couple times before and he was never there, so I didn't expect him to be there. And then as we were leaving, I just turned the corner and then Jerry Lawler's sitting there, which. Which blew my mind. Um, I got I got more starstruck than I thought I was going to. I've met a lot of wrestlers. Uh, I didn't think that I would be as discomposed as I was. Did you tell them about the podcast? I did not. Okay. I I basically just kind of said yeah, uh huh, and smiled and nodded and 
Do you know who you are? Yeah, basic. Yeah. I mean, basically, I mean, he's. I mean, God. Yeah, he's the king. Well, it's weird. I when I first started watching wrestling, he was just the announcer. Right. Um, I didn't realize until later when I was a kid. I I was obsessed with Andy Kaufman as a kid. I don't right. know. I don't know That's why. Weird. <laughs> yeah. Um. Well, I was. Re- I w- I got really into stand up comedy. Um. And I just was fascinated with Andy Kaufman. How weird and um unorthodox he was. Right. And uh. So I watched a lot of documentaries about him, anything I could get my hands on about him. And then uh, I don't know if you know about this or not, but he got in heavily involved into the wrestling business as a heel where he declared himself the uh, intergender champion of the world where he would only wrestle women. So and it was always a work. He'd always yeah. he'd come out. He'd say that, you know, men are clearly superior to women. And if that's not true. Someone get in the ring with me and I'll prove it. And then some woman will say, I'll fight you. And then she'll get in. He would, you know, humiliate them and then be declared a winner. And a lot of times he'd cheat and pull the tights and feel on the ropes and all the, that great stuff. And this was back in the 70s when... It was... Everybody thought it was more of a shoot. Yeah, I mean, it was... There were still people who who were aware that it was a work, but it wasn't like public knowledge. It wasn't acknowledged. Like, everyone kind of drew the curtain and said, this is not really for, for real. And then, so he did that for a few months, and then all of a sudden at one show, Jerry Lawler, who was the champion in Memphis at the time, showed up and said, you want a real fight, you can fight me. And they had a match where uh, he dropped Andy Kaufman on his head, because his finishing move was the pile driver and broke Andy Kaufman's neck. And then Andy Kaufman, who was a big celebrity, he was on Taxi, he did all this stuff, he was selling it like it was real, and he like sued Jerry Lawler for breaking his neck, and he walked around with a neck, neck brace all the time. He went on... Uh, the Letterman show, and that's what the big images of him with the. So he, so he did all this stuff with Andy Kaufman. I didn't realize that was Jerry the King Lawler. He was to me as a kid was always just the announcer. And so whenever I see him when he's doing like the kickoff show, like he did on Sunday for SummerSlam, I always, I still always think of him as Jerry the King Lawler, the guy who sits next to Jr. That's how I think of him, even though I know he's this legendary figure. He's held more champion, like as far as I think if. If wrestlers count how many belts they've had, not ones they recognize by the WWE, but mm-hmm. just actual times you've been given a belt as a wrestler, I think King has held more belts than any wrestler ever. And part of that's because he would like lose on Tuesday and then win it back win on it Thursday back. and yeah, then win yeah. it, lose it again, like every week throughout the whole week. But it's still crazy impressive. He's held, like it's like over four hundred chance something ri- something ridiculous like that. I don't know the exact figure, but uh, it's something crazy. And none of that really ever hit me until I saw him in person on Saturday. When I saw him, immediately I knew all of that, and he wasn't that guy. He was just all. He was just. He was like you know, just chilling, texting on his phone. He was showing. He was showing me text messages of whoever he the people he was talking to. Um, and uh, so and I'm just and I'm get, just dumbstruck. How long struck. did you get to talk to him? I, maybe ten minutes. We were we were leaving. The, the bar was right, closing. Right. Um, and I didn't want to. It was like he was also just. It's different. I've never liked the the people who Sit like there, stake yeah, yeah. out like hotels and wait for the wrestlers to come out and meet them. Yeah, that's fascinating. I uh, if you happen to meet someone and they happen to be friendly and you go up and talk to them, it's one thing. I like the con the the construct of meeting a wrestler at an event because you know that they are there to meet you. Like it's not about I want to meet you anytime I can, but if you're sitting at a booth waiting for me to come, I know that you are in the game 
to say, hey, come talk to me. In lack of a better term, you're working at the moment. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. If you're just hanging out at, you know, at home, you I don't, know, you know, I don't want to be like, hey, I, don't, I hate to bother you, but can I talk to you for several hours with a stranger that you don't know? Like, I don't, I don't feel comfortable right, doing right. that to people. So even though he was there and he was being very friendly and nice, I just, I didn't want to take up his time, even though he wasn't really, he didn't, wasn't busy. He was very nice, very courteous. I just, it was the only time I'd ever really kind of bumped into a wrestler like that too, because I don't go out of my way to to i guess bother them they, yeah, you know, yeah they come around all the time you can go online and creep and find out what hotel they're all staying at and go find out all this stuff i just i've never really been that's weird that. yeah it is weird that's really weird <laughs> um i met um roddy piper a few years ago oh, at really? a horror convention yeah, yeah, yeah. and uh unfortunately i never got to meet him yeah. yeah and he up until this one was one of the most memorable ones because the, the thing that gets lost when you when you do meet someone at a booth is that they it's very cordial. They know that there are other people coming, so you, you know you shake their hand, you talk to them a bit, but then they move on to the next person. Then you move on to meet somebody else, or and then do they have the exact same conversation with exact every same single conversation. person. In and, line. Uh, yeah. and when I went to this convention, Roddy Piper was there. I was just expecting more of the same. He was sitting there. He had all of his eight by tens. I'd go. I'd give his handler the money for the photo. He'd sign it. He'd shake my hand, take a photo, and then I'd be on my way. And I'm in line to meet him, and. Like right before I meet, I went to meet him. He like had to go to the bathroom or something. It was like his lunch break for the day, so they told me to come back. And I don't know if it was that he remembered that, if it was anything like that or not. Um, but when I went up to him, I like paid the guy, handed him the thing to sign, and he like took it. He like looked at me, shook his head, like put it down, got up, came over, put his arm around me, and was like, "Hey, what's your name?" Like really like personalized, like how you know like. You, like, do you know me from the movie? Like, from They Live? Are you here for the, Are you here for a wrestling? Are you a wrestling fan? Or are you a movie fan? Or how do you, how are you familiar with me? And he had like a 10, 15 minute conversation with me, just getting to know me, asking me where I was from, how I knew him. All I have that a kind few of stuff. friends that have met him, and he seemed like a yeah. legitimately awesome dude. Yeah, it so. was it was one of the, and it was just so unnecessarily nice and unexpected. Um, and nothing against any other wrestler I've ever met. Everyone, I have, I haven't met anybody that was kind of an, other than maybe CM Punk, who was my favorite, who I've met more than once, <laughs> who was kind of an asshole, but I like that he was, he, the reason I always liked Punk was that he was always living, he's a very hard on his sleeve person. He, whatever he's feeling, he's not hiding it from you. So if he's ha having a good day, he's not going to shine on which, and you can hate that or dis you know dislike that or whatever uh, i was was at least amused by it he was never outright an asshole to me or anything but uh was not was a little curt so roddy piper but then jerry the lawler you know he's just hanging out at his bar in public and you know no one seems to know him other than because it's all tourists who are there just not to, for wrestling just for the yeah. eclipse on beale street going to wherever was, is playing what um we seem to be the only people there on that day at least that seemed to recognize him for being the legendary wrestling figure that he was. That was just really cool. Um, so you did watch the NXT show? Oh yeah, at the um, at the bar. At the bar. Um, good show. Did you watch the show? Yeah, I watched it live. Did you watch um, it live? And and we can get into this after the break. So when we talk about SmackDown and everything, I mean, um, uh, SummerSlam. It was a two and a half hour show. Mm -hmm. Perfect time. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Yeah, um, it wasn't six hours. It was short, sweet, to the point. It felt a little bit like um, since you know uh, I got to bring up New Japan, um, a match, then another match, and they mm -hmm. just really got to it. I'm behind on, on the storyline, so I don't really know what's going on. 
Um, but each match, other than the Authors of Pain and Sanity match, which was two heel factions, felt uh-huh. a little weird to me. Um, but the rest of the pay-per-view was freaking awesome. I know. For one simple fact, it could have been crap all the way through. But Adam Cole showed up at the end. <laughs> so that's what saved it for you. It wasn't bad, but it wouldn't have mattered. It wouldn't have mattered. It, even though it was great. I, mean, I think the whole pay-per-view was pretty solid. Um, uh, I didn't realize you were such an Adam Cole fan. Man, I really do like Adam Cole a lot. Yeah. And, and I, we were talking about before we started recording. You know, I don't watch NXT, but I will not miss one now. Yeah. So Because, I mean, that, because of Adam, Adam Cole. Cole's on it. So. Well, to talk back. Well, um, so did you care about Bobby Fish and Kyle Edwards? They had shown up on TV before. See, I... I know who they are, but I can't. Okay. I, I, they never stuck out in my head. I've seen them on, uh, like, Ring of Honor, I think. So Okay. Yeah. Well, yeah. Um, yeah, it, it, it felt like a Ring of Honor invasion. Yeah, it did. Even though so many other NXT champions were yeah, all yeah. Ring of Honor guys. Um, to have them all together and then show up as a faction of invading guys, which they haven't done in NXT. They, ha- they keep bringing in new talent, but they keep coming in separately. This is the first time where they brought in a guy, another guy, another guy, and then they all kind of grouped up together. Kyle O'Reilly and Adam Cole were a, a tandem in Ring of Honor before. Oh, really? Okay. Which was weird. I was I was uh, saying it during the show that uh, Drew Galloway, before he left WWE... I forgot how big that dude is. That, well, f- he is a, enormous. Yeah, he is. He dwarfed Bobby Roode. He definitely is way bigger uh, than Cole. But... <laughs> so... <laughs> yeah. Oh, I saw someone... I read online after uh, someone talking about on the show where a guy was watching an NXT show and his girlfriend walked in during the part where Cole, Bobby Fish, and Kyle Riley were beating up Drew Galloway. Mm-hmm. And, and she, said, she said something like, "Why are there? what are those children doing beating up that man in the ring? Because Adam Cole's <laughs> already not a big dude at all by any, well, no, any yeah. stretch of the means. And then putting him up next to him. Well, yeah. It just, it is... Because Galloway, Galloway was big before, yeah, but now, now he's, he's huge, so and jacked. he just carries himself a little bit yeah. different than when he used to. Is Heath, yeah. is Heath Slater also going to get huge? Is that part of the three? That, that thing? was like, the we're um, all going to get because he giants? tweeted out. He's like, well, you know, by doing this math, I think I have a title shot next. Yes, right. <laughs> <So>. Yeah, <laughs> universal title, baby. Um, the so when he when Drew Galloway first showed up as uh, the chosen one, and he was Intercontinental Champion stuff like that. Yeah, his. Uh, finishing his finish was the Future Shock DDT, which is essentially it's it's got more of a drop down than the Dirty Deeds, but it's an underhook DDT. Okay. So when he came back, because Dean Ambrose has started using it, I just assumed that Drew Galley wouldn't get to use it. He hasn't been. He's been doing the um the Claymore, that that big big kick. Yeah. Um, and I haven't been watching all the XST, so I wasn't sure if he was using Future Shock or not. He's definitely not using it as his definitive finisher maybe as a signature move um so he used it in the match and and Mauro Nala called it the future shock DDT so then when Kyle O'Reilly and uh, when Adam Cole showed up with Kyle O'Reilly and Bobby Fish I was like oh it's like and I couldn't remember what the name of their group was and it's because they were called future shock oh really and I just and then when I realized like oh that's weird that they're beating up a guy who uses the same move but it's like I couldn't think of it because I just said future shock for Drew Galloway it's like well I can't be that it's got something like future shock i wonder like, what no, the name of their faction is going to be the honorable ones i don't know yeah uh, <laughs> i was thinking of trying to use a ring of honor reference not the club no uh, you know um but uh yeah uh and then you know kyle o'reilly and bobby fisher red dragon did you did you see them in i they were they're former iwgp junior Ta- tag teams yeah. Yeah, yeah yeah um and then you've seen adam cole uh 
Ring mostly, of Honor, mostly but, Ring of Honor. But haven't you have you seen him more with watching the 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 New Japan stuff or from watching Ring of Honor? Uh, going back and watching Ring of Honor stuff. Okay, cool. Yeah, that's where I know him from. And then obviously his New Japan stuff, and then he's on being an elite. So I yeah. just kind of love the dude from there. Yeah, so. he, he's a good looking guy. He doesn't have what I'd call like the craziest move set, but mm, he's very nah. charismatic. And I've yeah. heard that Vince McMahon has been interested in him for at least a little while now. Um, at least maybe a year or two wanting that to be like a from what i've read making an effort to try and get him so it's, it wasn't shocking to me no. or it shouldn't have been shocking i think i even i think i um i uh tagged adam cole when i wrote about that i was watching nxt right before it started even though there was no cons- you know Set guarantee he was going to be there i think everybody knew it and then even so when he did show up people still lost the same thing happened at wrestlemania there were people doing delete all wrestlemania right, 33 right, right doesn't change the pop it's like you want it to happen but then you kind of like but if it doesn't happen i understand it's not like it has to happen it's so the the whole takeover of it it's probably not i wouldn't put it in my like top three takeovers yeah but it would be right underneath that that's kind of how i feel uh there were a lot of people saying that it was the maybe the best one ever See, i don't i don't think i don't know if i agree Uh. not because it wasn't it wasn't bad well it's hard we have to wait and see um yeah we were talking about it a lot in the last show. It was like, what makes a match an instant classic mm-hmm. or not? Uh, there weren't any matches on this show that I would call an instant classic. And there are NXT takeovers that have had them. Yeah. The yeah, Bailey-Sasha yeah, yeah, yeah. matches, uh, Nakamura, Nakamura versus Sami Zayn, Sami yeah. Zayn versus Neville. There yeah, were shows yeah, yeah. that had just matches where if you watch that one match alone, it makes the show worth it. And then it also has all these other matches. Uh, you know, the Gargano and Ciampa against the Revival. Obviously. You know, um, not that this one didn't hit it out of the park, but I didn't. none of them were like, this match you have to see. So going on to that is the uh, Authors of Pain and Insanity match. Uh-huh. That is the stupidest uh, beginning that I've ever seen in a match. You didn't like that? No, that was stupid. Well, I mean. So they had, uh, <laughs> they had like two of the guys, the bigger guys in Insanity, which I can't remember their names. Um, they were supposed to be in the match, and at the last second, what's the main guy's name? Well, it's Alexander Wolf and um Killian Dane. It's big yeah, demo. Okay, yeah, I there keep forgetting his name in WWE is Killian Dane, and then Eric Young, EY. Yeah, trade like right. So it was Wolf in was the first person in the ring with his partner on the outside, and then before they tagged in, uh, Eric Y EY just jumped up and told uh, Killian Dane to step down. He decided to switch in. Like, at the last minute. Oh, okay. So, you're just making up rules as they go. Well, I mean, haven't the New Day kind of set the no, precedent? they've never done, like, all right, it's just us two guys. Oh, that other guy hasn't been tagged in yet. Well, we'll go ahead and use another guy. Well, it's saying that it's the it's that they're fighting Sanity. Sanity got the tag shot, tag title shot, and then that the idea that they decide who among the group gets to be the ones contending okay, for the Okay, that's bounce. fine. Then the announcers did a terrible job of handling it. Then okay, L- that's let's fair. go that way. Then well, that's what it just felt weird. Nobody knew what happened. The whole crowd's like, "What? Is... What? What just happened? Well, it doesn't even make this... any sense." I was saying they 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 experiment with those kinds of things at NXT right, all the time. Right, right. I said the same thing about Kevin Owens with Sami Zayn. Is that Sami's when he won the NXT title from Sami Zayn, he just kept power bombing him. He never pinned him. I've always thought you can only win a match by pinfall or submission. Not knockout. Not by knockout. <laughs> yeah. yeah, exactly. Or by he quits, you know. But then, I mean, um, Bob Ackland back in the 80s lost the WWF title because someone threw the towel in during his match, mm-hmm. which they, you know, 
he recently teased doing that in the uh, Kenny Omega Okada matches. Yeah, with uh, um, uh, Cody Rhodes. Yeah. But I've never, I've never personally, like in my lifetime, seen someone get throw the towel in and actually witness the title change. So it is unprecedented it, in the sense that it's weird. It was, but handled, I, li- it was handled weird. But the Let thing about that, NXT, but that's why NXT, I like NXT is that they have the willingness to try and do things like that, even if it turns out afterwards they go like maybe that didn't come off as well as we'd like it to. They can change it. That's why they did the shark match. Yeah. There. They they kind of try things out in NXT, and then if it works, they transition it into uh, the main roster. And then, of course, uh, Alistair Black stands out in my head. Yeah. Tommy, that dude's Tommy, really Tommy good. End. Yeah. yeah, that dude is really, <laughs> really good. You, th- you think that's why they changed his name to Alistair Black? So that you, people you could that. say yeah, Tommy, yeah. Tommy, 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 Um, It's... I, I don't know what it is about the some guys get to keep their names... And some guys don't, because right. Bobby Fish, Kyle O'Reilly, Adam Cole are all still Bobby Damn, Fish, Samoa Kyle Joe, Samoa Nakamura, Joe, Shinsuke Nakamura, AJ. AJ Styles. I mean, AJ has the excuse like, "Well, I do have it tattooed on me." So, but then why does it have to be Kevin Owens? Why does it have to be Sami Zayn? Why does it have to be Alistair Black and Sami Zayn? Sami Zayn, I kind of understand because he's a different character. Yeah, he's a different character completely, um, but. And Chris Heroes is a way better name. That was a stupid t- name change. But, I mean, like, Andrade Cien Almas. It's such a hard name to say, I think, yeah. is why. And then when you say Andrade Almas, I'm like, I feel like I'm missing a, a, syllable a, a there. quotation uh. in the middle. And La Sombra is just, is just cooler, and simpler. The Asuka and Amber Moon match was good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, like, she's just, I think you're right. They she's hit the eclipse two, yeah. two days before the actual eclipse. Wow. Um, uh. But it didn't work. So she's just going to keep the belt forever and move up, was it? Well, I um so because I was in Tennessee all weekend, I didn't watch some of the shows live. So I kind of stayed off social media so that I could watch it when I got back home. And uh, Emily was keeping me posted on other things, non-show related. And I read that it was possible. I think that I haven't checked in on it, that Asuka might have a shoulder injury. Oh, really? Yeah. Okay. Which would be terrible. Yeah, that would suck. Um, I really love her. Um, And then... I really, I think, I don't, at this point, that's the problem with streaks, is that once you get so much momentum, I almost feel like you can't, it can't end without it being a disappointment. Once Punk was champion for so long, I was like, well, who's going to possibly beat them without feeling like it's, it feels kind of flat, which is why I didn't mind The Rock beating him, because The Rock didn't need the, the rub. It's the same thing with The Lesnar and The Undertaker. Like, when Cesaro and Sheamus beat the new day do you look at Cesaro and Sheamus and think like they're that awesome team that beat the new day the team that no one could beat they beat them no. it doesn't feel like that at all no, you just go like oh all. well now they're just now the champs um it makes it feel i think almost too forced where oscar doesn't feel like oscar just feels like she really is legitimately better than everybody else yeah but and if m- she is then who should who moon could possibly seems like her? the one of the more likely ones i thought that might even still beat her down the road yeah but it seemed like this might have been her last nxt show they did that whole her waiting in the ring and thank you moon and and every time that happens on NXT they're gone yeah so um and well we, you saw with the Bobby Roode stuff. the Bobby Roode showed up on SmackDown this week yeah. uh, which was awesome yeah I, I'm a Bobby Roode fan um, yeah. this character his in ring stuff is you know just it's it's normal WWE wrestling but you weren't you never you never watched TNA and I stuff didn't like that. I no. didn't so I don't I, I just I don't everything I know about him is from NXT. And that's saying something. Yeah, and yet yeah. you still wouldn't watch NXT before, but now you will because Adam Cole's Adam on NXT. Cole's on it. So that's interesting. Yeah. And I like Drew McIntyre. So yeah, I think it's gonna be. I think it's gonna be good. It, it feels kinda, like it's 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 kind of like a rebirth of the brand 
was a good place to do it. Good to switch some stuff. Yeah, up. and I think a lot of things are gonna switch in NXT right now, just from reading about it. Because now I'm all like, oh NXT, maybe I should pay <laughs> attention to this little wrestling promotion that I don't pay attention to. Yeah. But um, yeah, we're gonna go ahead and take a break, and we're gonna come back and talk about um, why do you want to say SmackDown, SummerSlam, SummerFest, and we'll talk about that for six hours. Okay, sounds good. And then we'll talk about Raw and SmackDown uh, from this week. So we'll be right back. Imagine yourself on a journey with the somewhat nerdy radio podcast crew as we travel through forgotten realms and far-off galaxies. Your captains, the sensational Snarf Chris and the cunning Critter, constantly face an element of danger. Welcome to the somewhat nerdy radio podcast. The bright light in the podcast sphere. Download and subscribe Somewhat Nerdy Radio today on iTunes and SoundCloud or stream it at somewhatnerdy.com. Good journey, nerds. Do you ever wish there was an easy way to find out what movies are coming out without having to go through the pain of Googling it? And did you ever wish you could get some random nerd's opinion on those movies? Well, your wishes have come true. I'm Billiam from Somewhat Nerdy, and I have a new podcast called Future Flicks, where I talk about every movie that's coming out during the week, and I throw in some opinions, facts, and even the occasional recommendation. So check out Future Flicks on the Somewhat Nerdy Podcast Network. I'll know never to give you tickets ever again, Chris. Yeah, so I just spent like the past 15 minutes looking for the tickets I lost, and I have no idea what I did with them. Is Ashley going to find out about this via listening to this podcast? Luckily, she doesn't listen to the podcast <laughs> at all. <laughs> okay. And we're back. So if you've got some spare Baton Rouge um, WWE live show tickets, <laughs> go ahead and send them this way. <laughs> Oh, this they're means, they're like, cheap tickets. I'm gonna like have to We're double. Get to sit I'm with gonna each have other, to like, double pay tickets. Yeah. No, I own those tickets. I'll just go sit in those seats. Still, it doesn't really matter. Nobody else is gonna go sit there. Yeah, you're right. You can still sit there. You just have to get. You have to buy cheaper <laughs> yeah, tickets to get into the building. Just go buy some. It's <laughs> so ridiculous. <laughs> That's actually really funny that that's what you were would be planning. Yes, to do. that's what I would plan on, unless I buy better tickets. So. Yeah, that'd be great. Yeah. So we're back. We're gonna uh, talk about SummerSlam. Now, are you prepared to wait um, for hours outside of the Baton Rouge River Center to watch a show where potentially they'll have a pre-show matchup where no one will even be in the arena to watch? The Hardys <laughs> have had matches in high school gyms with more people in the audience yeah. than was watching the match on the pre-show. Yeah. This is Saturday. This is Sunday before SummerSlam. First of all, it's too long of a show. I think even they know that it's too long of a show. The people will get restless. They start throwing beach balls. No which, one's paying attention to the show. Did you hear they banned the beach balls at of any uh, no, more WWE shows? Which I thought uh, they were already banned. Yeah, so. why are they not banned? I was at uh, Raw after WrestleMania in Dallas, which was not the first show in wrestling history where people had beach balls, but was the one in recent memory in WWE where people started throwing beach balls, and I was pissed off about it then. I don't really? like that. I don't like it when people because it's it's insulting to the wrestlers. It's it's such a it is a sport, and you know I don't think any of the football players get upset if someone leaves the 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 game in the middle of the game to go to do anything, or if they're not paying attention the whole time. It's it's very different. This is a performance art. You're it's intended to be viewed the entire time. You're not supposed to be like I'll watch some of it and then I'll you know chit chat with my friends. We'll mess around. Then we'll go. Uh, what's what's happening in the ring? It's not that kind of a show 
you are encouraged to be rowdy and be noisy and be loud. So it's weird how they, they want you to do what you want and react how you want, but then also... But don't play with balls. But don't play with... Yeah, don't play with your balls in the audience. <laughs> um, I don't like when people do the wave either. Um, I mean, well, you say that and they're like encouraging it. John Cena was all encouraging on Monday Night well, Raw, the, so... But then they stopped doing it after he did that, too. The, the, second, <laughs> the second Cena thinks Cena it's cool, it was they're cool. like, yeah, stop. No, stop. Uh, yeah, but no, six hours, because I sat down for the pre-show... On time, watch the two-hour pre-show. You watched the whole pre-show. Yeah, who I watches did. the pre-show? And I then, went to WrestleMania. I didn't even go to the show until after the pre-show was over. And then the four-hour SummerSlam event, I sat down for six hours and watched wrestling. Yeah, knowing so, that you had to watch it after watching the two-hour and a half-hour show of NXT the night before, and then there's the three-hour Raw the next night and the two-hour SmackDown. That's a lot. Yeah, there's a lot of wrestling. wrestling. So all in one arena. By the time the Demon uh-huh. Finn Balor. Um, wrestled uh, Bray Wyatt. Uh-huh. I was out of f- to give. Yeah, I really was. It was. I was kind of disappointed in myself because I'm like, the matching, the, the wrestling, the SummerSlam up to that point was. It was pretty good. It was all right. Uh, it was a normal pay per view for him. But I just couldn't care less about the Demon and See, Bray I, Wyatt. I um watching the show. I actually thought that I I didn't care about the show at all until that match. Oh really? Because all the matches up before that, I felt like I didn't. I wasn't invested in them. I didn't care. There were only five matches on the show that, like, I personally was invested in, and they were the ones that they saved till the end. Right. So I kind of didn't even. I didn't get to wear myself out because I didn't invest in the first half of the show. It was that after that that I, I really like yeah. everything. I good really good after that. Um, um, before that was Usos and New Day. That was dope. now that was. Watching that match, I was genuinely upset that that got bumped to the pre-show. Yeah. I don't know what they... The only thing that, based on what happened as the results of the match, the match that I feel should have been on the pre-show is the Big Cass Big Show yeah. cage match, but that was too gimmicky and too much of a push for Cass actually, to was, get bumped. I actually thought it was really funny how I, he got out of the cage. Yeah. That was pretty funny. That's my point is that I don't, I don't need comedy levity in my third match on a six-hour show. It was kind of um, funny. Like, I'm not even a big Enzo fan, but I was like, okay, that was pretty funny. Well, yeah, you know. Um, I mean, it didn't go anywhere as he instantly got taken destroyed, out. Destroyed, as he instantly. should. The, uh, but I thought the Us. I was saying it before, the Usos and the New Day are the two most highlighted tag teams of the last uh, decade, right. really. Um, this is the Usos were the first team. I mean, the New Age Outlaws won the tag team titles a few years ago when that was their seventh, I think. So the first team to win their fourth title as a tag team was the new day since 2001 oh, and that wow. says a okay. lot about the tag team division of the wwe is that most tag teams they win the belts and then when they lose them they don't get the belts again the new day even recently when they won that just the second time i felt like that was a crazy thing to happen that someone lost the belt and then got it again most times you get the belt and then when you lose it you just that's it so they were putting a lot of focus and for them to and for it to seem like it's the blow off of the feud as well yeah, uh, to be on the, on the kickoff win. show, and it was a great match. Yeah, it was I really loved good. that match. Although there was a lot of false finishes, I love tag team wrestling too. That match and the uh, the Dean Ambrose set. Yeah, we'll go with that because uh, was also that great. was that was a that was a really 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 good match. Yeah, so I was kind of surprised about it. Um, Cesaro and Sheamus, I I'm convinced they can put a pretty good match on with pretty much anybody. Yeah, I really like those guys. But you put Dean and Seth in there, it was awesome. So, but, but before we get to that, though, um, uh, you were talking about Bray Wyatt and and Finn Balor. Did you not care about that match, though? 
it wasn't that I didn't care about the match. I hit my fatigue moment okay. in that match. So they're just the matches are just too long. It, the, the event was way too long. So you're talking about when that happened. That was probably hour four. That was well. It was the second. It was the beginning of the middle half of the show. Sure, was that match. Okay. Well, I know because it was. I know that because the last five matches of the show, I cared about. Yeah. Just yeah. looking at how they're booking the show, because that there's the U.S. title, the WWE title, Universal title, tag titles, all followed Bray and Finn. So right. everything else came before it. No offense to the ladies. Uh, you know, the Sasha Alexa Bliss thing seemed. It was such. It was just a lot of. It didn't feel like like none of the matches seemed super long. I mm. mean, the tag title match was. Got time. The Fatal Four Way got time. Um, Randy Orton and Rusev got tons of they time. They got it, well. That's what I'm saying is that they cut a match down to just a few seconds, and then st- stuff still had to get bumped to the pre-show. Which is so fucked um, up. We were just talking about on the last episode how Rusev really needed a pay-per-view win. Yeah, but none of us picked him to win. Did, did you pick him to win? Yeah. Well, that's why you didn't. That's why you. That's lost. why I didn't yeah. win. Yeah. Um, and the, the match was one RKO, which he yeah. took really awkwardly too. I don't really, yeah. yeah, like it looked really weird. That's how they take them in Bulgaria, <laughs> um, apparently. And then let, let's go before we even move to the last, because the last five matches I think we're going to spend the most time on. Baron Corbin is definitely getting punished. This is what you wanted to talk to me about. Yeah. Okay. Well, before okay, so I wanted to touch before we get to that about how they sh- you said that the Hardy Boys wrestled in front of nobody. The incident that happened in Charlottesville recently. Um, which was a terrible, you know, I'm not, I don't want to talk about that. I just want to say that that something happened. And when stuff like that happens in the country, not just anything, an incident of, of violence in any way, WWE always ramps up security their security at like all yeah. the shows that follow it. Um, they're not ever laxed on security, but when they open up the kickoff show, the first shot was they showed the open bill. I was like, is no one in the building? And then wasn't. when they had the, the first match where you said the Hardys and uh, Jason Jordan against the Miztourage, and there was almost nobody in there, and they kept showing people in the audience. There was one shot where they were showing that like, people were still getting in, and you saw people all like holding up their tickets like, yes, we have our tickets. We're ready to come in. Can we? Can you let us in the building now? I mean, I, we weren't there, so obviously I don't know. I know that um, when I went to WrestleMania 32 at AT&T, which was a much, much bigger building, um, it had more entrances and things like, you know, exponentially as well, I imagine. But it's not exactly the same. But I know that there were people that didn't even get into WrestleMania 32 till after the latter match, which was the first match on the main show started. Oh, wow, really? Yeah. Um, because it was just people checking all of people's bags, checking security, metal detecting, all that kind of stuff. Um, and they do that all the time. Uh, last year, after the thing happened in Florida, I went to a show oh, yeah, at yeah. The, uh, the Baton Rouge River Center, which is not a... a a particularly large it's a small you know it's an arena um maybe twelve thousand, fifteen thousand seaters and it took us like an hour to get in just because just before something had happened and they weren't taking any chances and they were just doing extra security on everybody so it's unfortunate it's a good thing that they do stuff like that you don't want Obviously. anything to happen but it's interesting how all the shows where stuff like that happens at it's like the audience is already agitated when they get in i don't know how you know i I don't have a algorithm. I don't know how often this does or doesn't happen or not. I know sometimes I get in the show and it's just, if you get into the show, you get there and you just get in, you're much happier. You get in and the show's going long. You get in there already like in a bad mood. Then you have to rush because of just all the crowd kind of moving in so slowly. And then you have a five hour show. You know, I would probably be tossing beach balls around too. I love that Cesaro went out there and, and destroyed it. it. Yeah, that was one of my favorite yeah, things that, that ever cool. happened. Because you know that he... I'm not saying that Cesaro doesn't have any 
stroke, he's a multi-time champion in a lot of ways, but Cesaro's always kind of been one of those guys that's never really, has been criticized for not grabbing the proverbial brass wing, ring, which he brings up a lot. Uh, John Cena messing with the crowd on Raw is one thing. Mm. Um, sometimes I think they don't like it. They don't like it when guys interact, go off the cuff like that sometimes. Yeah, so yeah, I think it was really ballsy. But it, it was really cool with him, and he's seen that, and he's like, this is an opportunity for me to act like an ass. So, mm-hmm. uh, and, and then speaking of John Cena, we'll go back to that, to John Cena and Baron Corbin match. Yeah. And Baron Corbin lost. I like that he has a new Tron and new music, I guess, even though oh, he, yeah, he did yeah, he did. in he didn't a poor do the... way and that he didn't win. Yeah. Um, yeah, of course I do. Like, for one thing, he beat John, John Cena beat him. And first now John of all, Cena's that on match Raw. was terrible. Yeah, the match was terrible. And uh, as Dave both Meltzer, of them, both of them looked really off. Like, what was going on in that match? Well, Cena, first off, in my opinion, always looks off. Uh, sometimes I've never seen Cena. Cena always feels awkward to me. Him I don't and know AJ why. matches are his matches with AJ were good, but that doesn't but make him not AJ. awkward. It's yeah, because yeah, of AJ. Yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> That's true. <laughs> that what Cena brings with him is his presence. They've built him up into such a super Cena, super monster of a character. That any match with him in it should be a big deal just because it's It's John Cena. Cena. So the fact that that match did not feel that way is not going to go on Cena at all. It's going to go on Baron Corbin. Now, the fact that he hasn't really won anything. He won the Andre the Giant Memorial Battle Royal two freaking years ago. Mm -hmm. And then won the Money in the Bank. And then everything between that has been, eh. Yeah. I think no one, I don't think anyone expected him to beat Cena, other than the fact that they thought, well, he has to beat him. Yeah, because he looks like crap right now. But that's what I, so, who was, well, I was well talk- he does look like crap because he, 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 he messed up the uh, money in the bank contract. So yeah. everybody thought, well, well, he'll beat Cena to get him raised back up. Yeah. He didn't beat Cena, and then he was the guest referee on SmackDown this yeah. week. Yeah, he looked great in that scene. Yeah, he shirt. did. The, what I, the, what's weird about it when people are disappointed by it is that it's odd to me to be confused by what should be obvious booking, which is that if you see someone and you think this guy is a winner because he wins all the time, and this guy is a loser because he loses all the time, and then you have a match where the guy who wins all the time beats wins. the guy who loses all the time, why should that surprise or upset anybody? It's not upsetting to me. It's just more... But it's like, like that's the thing I is that like people really always care. expect that to happen. Like like, but then if the guy who always loses beats the guy that always wins, it'll really put them over, and they should just do that with everybody all the time. It's like nah, no, that's, that's not, not what they do, it. and that's, that's how they're going to do what, it. You always put me in this big broad. Yes, thing. you represent the IWC, yeah, and I'm attacking you. Um, I'm talking. <laughs> I'm talking about this single thing right here. I'm not talking about every other match where there's a guy that always wins and a guy. I'm talking about this right here. So don't yeah. broaden the, the conversation to something bigger than it is. It didn't make any sense for Baron Corbin to lose this, and it now did because Raw. He's a loser. Well, this is true. It did because he's a loser, and like I said, he's being on, punished. On the he, he is being punished because I've heard. Yeah, he's because he's getting put in scenes. his check. Yeah. They did the same thing with Randy Orton a few years. Yeah, ago. that's true. Yeah. Um, if you walk around like you think you're hot shit and you just think you can say whatever you want, sometimes they have to do stuff like that so that you know you can't just do whatever you want. Right. You have to be professional. Wasn't that the the whole Perry Saturn thing with the the mop? Is that what happened? Yeah, is that he, why that he happened? He was punished because he dropped some dude on his head and then punched him. Oh, I didn't realize. Yeah, yeah. I didn't go, know, I go didn't... look that up. The, the okay. whole story, the most memorable storyline from Perry Saturn was I the know. mop storyline. And it was a punishment that I Miss McMahon gave him. Wow. So He had a blow-off match with Raven. I remember watching. That was the first match I ever saw where I could feel awkward because the audience didn't care. That was the first <laughs> match I watched where that happened. He, he had... 
So one was that he kept getting dropped on his own head in matches. Mm-hmm. So then his so he started acting loopy where mm-hmm. he was because he was his gimmick was that he had too many concussions so he was Good crazy. God. Yeah. So then he found a mop and called it Moppy mm-hmm. and started carrying around with him all the time. Made a face for it. And then his girlfriend on TV at the time, Terry Runnels, right. uh, was upset about this. So she left Perry to go be with Raven. And Raven put Moppy in the wood chipper, which upset Perry. So then they had a match because he killed Moppy. So there was a jobber that um, stiffed a powerbomb to him. Like went and oh. wouldn't come up with him. Okay. Uh, so what do they call that? They don't call it stiffing. Strong armed him or something like that. Okay. Um, so he basically dropped him on his head. And then Perry, Saturn punched him a bunch of times and like legitimately shoot punch yeah and then he got punished for it and that was give him some receipts yeah go look it up he deserved it. okay it's it's pretty funny when you hear but other it's, people it's talk weird. about so, it so so raven also like was dreading his hair um he was wearing a, uh, a kilt for the like randomly yeah I remember um that. and it was he did that for a long time after that but it was when he first transitioned mm-hmm. so he was doing a new thing it was during the alliance uh versus wwf wcw ecw thing yeah i remember that um that was a weird pay-per-view. Unforgiven 2001. All right, let's Check get back it to out. the SummerSlam. Um, so then there was the AJ and Kevin Owens match with Shane being the referee. I liked that Yeah, match. it was good. I liked it. I um, I still feel Shane that... Shane is an awesome... I loved... I didn't even watch the match, You really. like Shane getting just, beat up? I just loved watching <laughs> Shane react to things. Because yeah. it's, it's so big and over-the-top everything that happens. Oh, like, yeah. there's a punch, and he's like, oh, my God, oh, it's a, well, what happened? You know what's weird is that um, most referees do that. You just yeah, don't, you I, don't, I, pay I don't pay attention, attention to that because it's not they're just yeah. yeah, it's Mike Chioda's always doing stuff right. like that. But you don't notice because they're it's Mike background. Chioda, you don't care. Yeah. Yeah. I think a good special guest referee, all the best matches with special guest referees, in my opinion, are the ones where after this is over, you forgot they were there. Right. The Bret Hart Stone Cold match from WrestleMania Mike Tyson, 13 huh? had, uh, no, that's that's where uh, Ken, well, yeah, that from WrestleMania 14, that's not, that's a, that's an example of the other way. I'm oh, Ken Shamrock. Ken Shamrock yeah, was okay. the guest referee, yeah. and no one ever brings that up. Um, it's weird, because in the 2K16, mm-hmm. they did the Stone Cold lineage. Yeah. They had to cut out that part. Oh wow! Yeah, it's because okay. Ken Shamrock's not in the game. Okay. So it's just like some generic white some dude. Some guy. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it is, but like I said, it doesn't really take away from because that's no, because no. the story became bigger than that kind yeah. of thing. Um, I still I I think AJ and Kevin are so capable of putting on something ridiculously epic that I don't know why I feel their matches haven't been. The yeah, dream matches yeah, you it's think weird, that they would be. I don't know if they they're holding back and eventually they're gonna have a like a just a big giant well uh, they just blow had off their, match. They just had their blow off on SmackDown though. <sighs> it's just like this it's one not felt done. like it was better. Yeah, it did. It did. Um, they did a lot. Threw in a lot more stiffer shots. Yeah. Um, towards the end of it, and I really liked Shane getting knocked around and then being like told <laughs> to get up. I like Kevin Owens like like you can jump off of a of a fifty foot hell in the cell and get right back up and fight the Undertaker, but you could get you get touched by a four fifty splash a little bit, you can't get up. Yeah, that was good. It's great when because all of his logic is right. All the points he brought up on SmackDown afterwards were great. The whole so you counted three, but then waved it off. But then how come the other day? When someone counted three and my shoulder was clearly up, you didn't wave that one off. Yeah, yeah. It's not fair. So, the, yeah, but the match was good. I think they're going to continue the storyline with Kevin Owens and a uh, Shane. Shane. Um, Which is why. needs to continue to build and not be the WrestleMania match if they can hold off they that won't. long. They can't hold off that they long. Really need, they just need to put touches of it here and there just yeah. to, to go ahead and show that Shane still gets under uh, Kevin Owens' yeah. uh, skin and he just kind of deals with it. 
well, until there's a blow off mm-hmm. where you know he puts him through the ringer and power bombs him a hundred times. Yeah, and then there's a WrestleMania match. That's what should happen. He shouldn't power bomb him literally a hundred times. That would be no a hundred times. Um, seventy five would do it. The when they did the when Shane lost to the Undertaker, so he couldn't be in charge of Raw. Yeah, but then was in charge of Raw anyway. And then ran yeah. it with Stephanie, and then they turned it into the brand extension where he was in charge of SmackDown, when they could have just announced that the night after WrestleMania. So it's like, you can't be in charge of Raw, but you can run SmackDown, which I think was the whole point, and then they just kind of like... Let it go. Uh, had cold feet about when they were going to announce it. I don't I don't, I don't know. Um, he showed a lot of chemistry with Kevin Owens with stuff backstage during that. Right. And I thought immediately, they got to have Kevin be like the number one draft pick on SmackDown. Other than like when Dean was champion, uh, because it would just be so hilarious to watch Kevin and him fight. And then they didn't do that for a year. And I just feel like this is something that they could really turn into a big thing, like a yeah. long running thing. It doesn't have to be like a feud and then it's over. And yeah, like it I said, it just needs like, to be touches yeah. here and there. Um, they could do survivors, and I would, and I think Shane versus Kevin at WrestleMania would be amazing. Yeah, um, I think that would be good. Mostly because Shane. is the kind of wrestler that's only ever going to wrestle in like gimmick matches. Yeah, and yeah. Kevin Owens excels in gimmick matches his street fight with dean ambrose his ladder matches anytime he does something where he can kind of just brawl out contort his weirdly shaped body to things that looks like he died well all of his indie stuff the best stuff he does when he would have those when the the notice qualifications brawls the ladder match wars all that kind of stuff um so next was the jinder mahal and nakamura match and i haven't talked to you about this yet oh my god how do you feel about this so i thought after the promo before the match. Yeah. Which I, I'm sure that they get plenty enough credit at this point, but I think we can continue to give them lots of props that whoever works in the editing department for WWE gets all the gold stars. Um, they really made me... Once that video package was over, I was like, I don't even know who I want to win now. Because Jinder Mahal really, surprisingly, has grown into being a WWE champion. Like, I like him as WWE champion more than I enjoyed JBL as the asshole. I think he's a better WWE champion than JBL was. Sorry, JBL, if you're listening to this. I don't know why. It's just something about the way that they're positioning him on the show. All the the pomp that they're giving him. He just feels like... If you didn't know any better and just started watching the show today, you would think he was the biggest thing that's ever happened. You would never know about... They've completely erased... All his history. All of his history. <laughs> and I didn't think that you could, like, and that was a big problem. And I, and the only way to really get around it was to just be like, he's a new gender, and all that doesn't matter, because that's not him anymore. He's a new guy. And that, and it, it's affecting me to the point where I don't, I'm upset that Nakamura lost. His undefeated streak is over. He didn't win the belt. But I'm not upset that Jinder Mahal is still champion. See, that's where I'm going with it. Um, This is more me mad at WWE for putting that match on. For putting almost. that match on. <laughs> somebody had to lose. Where you know? somebody had to lose, and I'm okay that gender won over yeah. Nakamura. Isn't that insane? I'm, say those words again yeah, out I loud. Know. I'm okay that Jinder Mahal so, beat Shinsuke Nakamura. I still think Nakamura, since he's got the SmackDowns underperformed, writing-wise, booking-wise, this I know you'll disagree and have some kind of long... Uh, explanation about it but it's stupid and nobody else is liking it either nobody likes nakamura right now other than the crowd getting behind him because he's people like him but but they want him to do more he's his character is that of a badass it's like brock lesnar would not work if he was losing all the time which is why he wasn't working when they first brought him in because they made him lose the triple h and the john cena Mm. um 
once they got past that and showed that he could lose, he's been on a hot streak ever since. Um, Nakamura feels like he should be treated like Brock, Brock Lesnar yeah, as I a agree. special attraction, as a guy whose gimmick is he's a badass, he can't be touched. So when he is put into these long, drawn-out, will he tap, will he lose the Dolph freaking Ziggler or not, is, is hurting his image because... Like it or not, that is the character that he's cultivated. Um, he didn't lose clean. He didn't, you know. Um, and he did beat up the Sing. Bro- he did. And the match was him and the Sing Brothers this what? week was pretty awesome. Well, actually, it's, it's, so it's weird because it's great because they were wrestling in their shirts. Yeah, and their it was pants. so weird. Um, so I for the first time I was like, they're just they're just Indian J and J. Yeah, that's that's you know. Wow. <laughs> um, they're the same size and everything. Um, the uh. So it creates the room that he could still win it. They did say even in the promos, like, it's not a matter of if, it's when. Mm-hmm. And I think yeah, you yeah. have faith with it. Um, I, WWE does that with their baby. When they, Whenever they're pushing a new baby face, it goes against the grain of what they like. Even when they pushed AJ, they turned yeah, the heel yeah, first. Yeah, yeah, they did. Yeah. Um, they, and he lost to Chris Jericho at WrestleMania they don't like, and all that stuff. It, yeah, it's yeah. easier to put the belt on a heel because you can, you can take either reaction. Roman Reigns is working because even though he's getting booed, he's getting big, strong reactions. Shinsuke Nakamura is one of those guys where they, it's, again, it's it seems like it's self-defeating behavior, which I've never understood because it's just not what I would do. But the idea is, if you can give them crap and they rise above it, then you know that they can handle the pressures of being a champion. I know that's what you keep saying about Nakamura. <laughs> Every single time I bring this up, <laughs> I don't like it. I don't like it. Yeah, I don't. I'm I don't, not. I don't, I don't like I'm it either. I'm not particularly fond of it at all because I know how good Nakamura can be in the ring. Yeah, and we're not seeing any of that. I said, see, the thing is, though, ironically, someone that I said, or I remember having conversations like this about, was Daniel Bryan. Oh, really? Yeah. Um, and ironically. They never wanted to really push Daniel Bryan. Yeah, they yeah. feel like they're pushed. They're more behind Nakamura than they were than they ever yeah, were with Daniel Bryan. Yeah. Um, so he has that upside. Eventually, until he burns out everybody, because he's just doing what he's doing now. Yeah, I mean, he does have a. I will agree that so much of his character is invested in being the king of strong style, which they keep trying to pull away from by giving yeah, they him new monikers. Yeah. He's the artist. He's the artist now. Yeah. Which I don't think is a bad... I don't, no, I don't, fine. I don't like that, but, but it's just... Tell it, me why he's the artist. You're not giving me that. He's the artist because he... He's weird? Because he's weird. Uh, <laughs> see, no, see, I'm not... They, they wouldn't call like him it. the charismatic enigma, but that's already Jeff yeah, Hardy. They can't it. call him that. Let's go ahead and move into definitely the best match of the whole entire night. You're uh, in, clearly, my, in my opinion. Naomi versus Natalia? Oh, yeah, most definitely. That's what I wanted to talk about. No, the four-way between Roman, Brock, Samoa Joe, and Strowman. Good God. That match. That match. <laughs> I don't know what I was expecting going into it, but that's not what I was expecting, and it completely took me by surprise. Because For- at this time, it's what? I don't remember what time it was that night. So I'm getting into it, and it's about to start, and I'm like, oh, this... this. And it, I know we talked about it. It could be really good, but right before it started, I'm like, wait, this is going to be awesome. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, it's so I was saying that um, WWE um, maybe four or five years ago put out a big memo saying that they didn't want to hire anybody that was under a certain size or certain height. <laughs> and now they don't want to hire anybody that's over a certain size or right. over a certain height. They've been very strong on having smaller guys. They've, they've really become a very different company than they yeah, used to be. Yeah, most definitely. But because of that emphasis on smaller guys, 
suddenly putting the spotlight on all these monsters all of a sudden makes it feel fresh somehow, which is crazy. It's weird. Um, these are the guys that we see like every week. Yeah, and I'm like, but it's like man, they're just tearing stuff up, and huge. it's awesome. And uh, after the debacle, which was the Orton Brock Lesnar thing last year, yeah. and then it's been a bunch of like weird stuff with Lesnar. He he murdered John Cena in the main event of SummerSlam 2014, which was a weird SummerSlam that didn't have a lot of memorable stuff on it other than Dean and uh, Seth Rollins. Then in 15, the main event was Undertaker and Brock, which felt kind of eh. It was it was epic because it was Undertaker and Brock, but I don't think no one ever talks about that match. Right. It had Seth Rollins versus Cena, which had a oh, big yeah, strong yeah, match, yeah, but that, that was also not the main event. Then last year you had the Universal Title being debuted with Finn and Seth, and that also didn't close out the show. That was the second or third to last match, and instead you had Brock Lesnar pummeling Randy Orton in the head. Yeah, yeah. And so it just SummerSlams kind of the last few SummerSlams because like it was it was they were long and it's just like eh. It was. It wasn't bad. It and had good stuff on it, but whatever happens last kind of gives you the taste in your mouth. It's the icing. Yeah. It, yeah. You know the Royal Rumble where Brock Lesnar, Seth Rollins, and John Cena, which many think is one of the best triple threat matches ever, doesn't change the opinion on the Royal Rumble because the, that was the Royal Rumble where Roman Reigns won, oh, okay. and that's how it ends. So that's all that matters. Right. 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 So the fact that this match, this match was the main event. Yeah. And it just feels like a silly thing to say, but it's like it seems lately WWE has had a track record of having the best match not be the last, the last match. One. And this was a change of pace. And I think you can tell from the audience that that's exactly what they needed after such a long show. Yeah, it's weird, It too, was like everyone was punch drunk. Like yeah. Everyone just, like, woke up for this match. Because during the Nakamura match, they got really quiet. Yeah. Really quiet. Until about the end of it, whenever uh, the singing started getting involved. This match, nobody was sitting down. Yeah. The whole entire time. Um, I only have... And it's only... This, the whole match was really good. I, I I enjoyed every single thing that happened in it. I loved the, the tearing up style of uh, you know the bigger guys that mm-hmm. do this. I love this style of wrestling. My only problem, because I hate it every single time they do it, is when they cart somebody off. Because you know they're coming back? Yeah. And I, I didn't know. At the point, I was like, oh, Brock's probably going to win. But I knew he was coming back. And I hate that. Just leave him underneath the rubble. They did a, um... So what's the point of carrying them off? Because you, you know they're build, coming back. Because you're supposed to be building... But everybody simple. knows that. Is Brock Lesnar a heel or is he a babyface? Hell if I know He's that. a babyface yeah, now. Sure. And that's because heels don't get carted off. Babyfaces do. Because yeah. he has the triumphant return. I, I guess. Um, when they did a... Um, before WrestleMania 28? Yeah, 28. Uh, CM Punk... It was the one where CM Punk and Chris Jericho going to have a match. Okay. They had an Elimination Chamber pay-per-view before that where it was Punk... And a bunch of guys that were never going to win, like Kofi Kingston and Dolph Ziggler and Chris Jericho. And in the match, Chris Jericho, like, the cage gets opened somehow. The chamber gets opened, and he gets, like, knocked out on the on the stage. They don't take him out of the arena. They just kind of go, like, oh, I guess he's hurt. So then he never gets eliminated. Like, Punk, like, beats The Miz, and then they say the match is over, even though Jericho... It's, it's similar to the whole, like, what you were saying about NXT. That sometimes they do things where the audience doesn't think that it's clear of what happened. Yeah, yeah, it's yeah. like the um the thing about the stretcher is that that's such a palpable the audience can really invest in understanding what it is. I think it would come off better if you were there live than watching it at home. Possibly, possibly because you're watch because in the show you're watching everything at once. If you're in the arena, you only can see you so see Lesnar leaving, yeah. so then you focus back. So then when he comes back, you're like, oh, I forgot, and then he comes mm-hmm. back, and it, and does that make sense? I guess um they did it with I, Daniel Bryan at WrestleMania. 30. Yeah, I know, I know. Um, I didn't, I didn't like that either. <laughs> didn't like that so, either. um, 
this match, it it's kind of I know like Brock gives a gets a lot of sh- for you know not being the, phoning it in, phoning it in. That dude Has will not take been... some bumps. Yeah, when he's was... got to. Well, <laughs> when he's got to, <laughs> he took a table. He, he took table, two tables, a table on top of him. He took a spear through the barricade. What else did he take? Um, I think a chair. Sh- uh, this still chair shot. Mm-hmm. Um, the dude was beat the. F- up yeah. by the end of the match mm-hmm. all of the guys were i think samoa joe is the only one that was he was kind of out of it most I, of the time because it was of, weird because of that i started thinking during the match that samoa joe See, was i thought win. samoa joe was going to win too because i was like we haven't seen least, samoa yeah. joe at all uh-huh. i was yeah. like he's gonna win um and that was like 75 percent into the match i was like man we've only seen samoa joe like twice yeah and then there was a point where i'm like man they're gonna give this to roman it's like it was right there at the end because it was roman and braun i think um uh, in the ring, and I'm like, Roman's gonna win this. And then uh, uh, Brock came back. I'm like, oh, they're not gonna give it to him. It's way too obvious now. And yeah. then they gave it to him, which is fine. And I was completely fine with Brock winning. It's so crazy how WWE keeps using Roman to put people over. Yeah, Roman gets pinned on pay per view so much, and it's so funny because I can tell he's like, we can. It doesn't matter. He's going to be over no matter what. Yeah. People are going to say the fact that he's in the main event is enough for people to hate that he's there. That he doesn't even need to win. He doesn't anymore. even need to win because he because he wins occasionally, and when he does, it's a big freaking deal. Like at I, WrestleMania this year, he beat the Undertaker and hasn't won. I literally since. don't understand anybody still bitching about Roman anymore. I don't. Because it's cool to I'm, bitch about Roman. Yeah, but I'm 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 not into everything. But well, cool, I agree. So. Well, I, so when they talked about it on Raw, so Cena, the free agent, showed up on Raw. What does does that mean that he's on Raw now? Yeah, he's a free agent. He can show up anywhere but he does, wants. But then doesn't that mean he can just he could be on SmackDown next week? Yeah, he week can be on SmackDown next too, week. Right? As he wants. Okay. But Roman's not there, so why would he be there? I don't even know what that even means. Like, I, I want to fight Roman. I, I'm, I'm, I'm going to take off my shirt Roman. and I'm going to fight Roman. Is that, I mean, does Roman be able to get up and show up on SmackDown and be like, hey, I wanted to fight um, well, he's not a free AJ agent. Styles. He's well, not a free who agent. makes you a free agent? I don't know. I don't know how that works. You marry a Bella. See, it makes more um, sense that to do this with Brock Lesnar. I just realized <laughs> you know? that we did not get the John Cena, Nikki Bella wedding at SummerSlam that I was hoping for a few months ago. Yeah, that's true. Um, <laughs> anyway, go ahead. So, uh... So Roman comes out, but then the everything I love how the, everything the Miz has been saying promo wise is so awesome. just the truth for like the last year. So you think they all? Because me and my wife were talking about this because we know how nice uh, the Miz is in real life. Do you? Do they all just get together and be like, "Let's go read the dirt sheets"? All right, you need to say this, 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 I, and this. I'm positive that Miz keeps up with what people are saying about everybody online. He just right. seems like the kind of person who would. Right. Be interested in that. And he, but he's got to talk Roman to these guys. Roman doesn't. No, know, no. Cena Roman doesn't, doesn't. But they also get talked about enough that I don't think they even need to. People will tell that to him for yeah. him. But just the idea. But the the point he's making about, like, can we stop putting... Because Roman lost. And yeah. yet still the focal point on Is Raw on was on Roman. And he's like, what the hell? I wasn't even... I wasn't there was nobody even watching me. Smack. Why? Also, why did he not have an Intercontinental title match with... with uh, are they deep pushing Jason Jordan? Are they putting that on the back burner? I don't Cause he's know. Not wearing, Cause I was going to bring up, he's not wearing his patriotic tights anymore. Yeah, he's wearing his the, Tron uh, is all green and blue. Yeah. So they pulled back on it. You think that they were like, this is coming off too much. Like he's Kurt Angle's son, which then goes, well, then what the hell was the point of doing this whole know. thing? If they thought it wasn't going to come off. I thought this well? was actually going to go somewhere. Is yeah. it just like, no, come give me a hug, son. You want a match? Okay. 
Yeah. Are you sure you want to take on Finn Balor? You want to go lose to Finn Balor? Yeah, clean? sure, no problem. You know Finn Balor is really tough. <laughs> yeah, I, I want to challenge. Yeah, and then he gets destroyed. Yeah, what was the point? I don't know. Same with Baron Corbin. Uh, so anyway, the, the main event was really awesome with SummerSlam. It was definitely the highlight of the whole entire event. It, yeah. it was really good. I enjoyed it. I like. Tons. I like have the idea of them being in SummerSlam every year for Los Angeles was cool because mm-hmm. of the the Hollywood connection. But New York is so much more of a wrestling town. Yeah, they're just. I mean, they had four shows there. They this had four weekend. shows. They were all sold out. You know, apparently, supposedly. That's what they uh, tell us. You anyway. know. Yeah. Um, they were still sold out. Every, you know, half the seats weren't filled because they were, were counting the crew, but it's still, you know, or whatever. Brawl, Cena came out and called out Roman, so they're going to be working to a program together. On SmackDown, the only, there was a few things, but uh, Shelton Benjamin showed up. Shelton Benjamin showed up, yeah. finally, which Which is now is tag awesome. teams with... Um, Chad Gable. Chad Gable. You yeah. know that Shelton Benjamin was in Suzuki Gun, right? Was he? Yeah. What? I yeah. didn't know that. He was also in the world's greatest tag team with Charlie Haas. In yeah, Ring that one I knew. And yeah. in WWE. That one I knew. And um he uh and then Bobby Roode's on SmackDown now. Bobby Roode. Which was awesome. As a babyface. Yeah. I think. I that he that promo was a little well, he's he's got such he's a He's kind of like this full of himself. Well, guy, yeah, I was gonna so. say he's he's doing kind of Ric Flair and that his he, He's doing a Ric Flair and uh Rick Rude kind yeah, of thing. Kind of yeah. together. Um so he's just ultra confident, but he was he was just just on the edge of being an asshole. He could like an asshole, but like, but I get it. You, you know, you. He would thing. suck. His music would get him over. Yeah, I know. It is purely by itself. Well, you couldn't give that to just anybody. You couldn't. He, he's definitely yeah, used it. Yeah. And you ever hear him in an interview like that was written for somebody else? I've I heard that that was supposed to be for Shinsuke Nakamura. Oh, really? Oh, no. Which does not make Ooh, any no, sense no, no. to me at all. Yeah, but it was good. Uh, Brawl and SmackDown was pretty good this week. I thought everything was good, yeah. It's a good week of wrestling. Good week of and wrestling. And I'm going to watch NXT tonight. I haven't watched it. But they usually do like recap shows after the pay-per-views. It's going to be... Because um, it's a week. They would record a week before. Yeah, so. I'm not sure. I think uh, they film... Well, the stuff that they do for the show, even though it's t- it's a two-hour show, they do film matches before it. Mm-hmm, okay. So there's probably going to be like... A match A Peyton Royce okay. and uh, a Leah match or uh, maybe some of the... Uh, I heard that the um, the UK guys were there. Oh, okay. So there okay. might be some right. Pete Dunne stuff. Yeah, we don't see them often. Not often, nearly uh, enough. I don't know. I don't know. If I know they're touring through all the uh, UK right now. Oh, okay, cool. So on whatever wrestling program they're on over there, um, and it's three of them always like being the, the WWE guys. Yeah. And going to events as like, hey, we work for WWE. Screw all you guys. Yeah. So which is great. I love the idea of someone. Oh, and working. then um, the uh, um, Young Bucks and Hangman Page won the uh, six man tag. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah, in uh, England. Why were they in England? They had a house show. I think they won it at a house show. It wasn't even a televised show. But I mean, like, it was a Ring of Honor. We're talking about a like, Ring of Honor six yeah, man yeah. tag. Okay. Mm-hmm. For a second there, I thought you were talking about the IDWP. No, no, no. They were in England. What? No, I don't know why they. No, no. It was the Ring of Honor one. Okay. Cool. So yeah, that's Very that was cool. that was your wrestling news for the week. Did you see? I, I want to point out one last thing. Um, did you see? So on SmackDown, Kevin Owens got the option to pick his own referee for yes. a rematch with AJ Styles, but then he had to find a referee, and yes. he initially picked Sami Zayn. Yeah, yeah, which I thought was great. Kevin was so good. I was like, oh, selling the almost, point. I almost, I almost think they're going to turn him babyface. Yeah. I was like, wow. It's like, no, there's no way. That's but he cried. Even make sense. He cried when he lost the belt. I know. Kevin is the only person that I can think of recently that whatever belt he's going for, it's the most he acts like it's the most all, important yes, yeah. thing in the world. He and changed that his whole character 
to fit around the I belt. Know. But when he was Intercontinental Champion, it was the most important thing. Yes. When he was Universal Champion, it was the most important thing. And he is the only guy that does that, yeah. other than maybe the Miz. Yeah. And But have you noticed that when people do that, it makes the title feel more yeah. important? It's it not does. just a prop. When in reality, it really is just a prop. on SmackDown, the U.S. belt always has been seeming bigger than the Jinder Mahal belt. That's because that's there's the, more storyline going on. What they're on. putting yeah. on into it. Um, SmackDown does a good job of highlighting the importance of their championships more than. And then, well, I mean, I say that, but then the Universal title's been they've been doing well with that too. Then Natalia has the women's belt, so yeah. yeah let's go ahead and end why, on that note. Okay, so this is what I say. So he so he offers it to Sammy. Sammy says he's going to think about it. He comes back later, and I don't know. If this is officially the first time he's been on camera. He might have been on the back, but Sammy's he comes up to Sammy Zayn. Sammy Zayn's talking to like an agent. Who walks away? That was Jimmy Jacobs, who was in Ring of Honor with him. He was a Ring of Honor talent. He was in Scum with Kevin Steen. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. That's true. Yeah. Okay. And that was the first time I'd ever seen that's him on awesome. TV, which I thought was really crazy. He was you only think on he camera was for there? like a second. You think it he had was to be? There? It was like, a, hey, it's my friend. Well, he was talking to Sammy, and then Kevin and him looked at each other. And Kevin like smiled at him, and then he walked off. Right. And there's no way that was on accident. It was yeah. kind of like a little like nod, a post SummerSlam little like, hey, maybe he was just in because they were in New York. They were in Brooklyn. I thought the crowd would have popped more. I don't think I don't know. I recognize him. I didn't recognize him. I've seen some of that. So quick, yeah. So anyway. I think that's our show. Good, yeah. Good weekend. Good, good show. Um, we'll come back next week. I think the May are Young. We, are we gonna? Oh, I'm so excited about the May Young classic. starts next week. Candice LeRae is gonna be on my WWE TV. I already, and, I already uh, know who the finalists are, so it got ruined for me. I read really? It. Yeah. Do not I, tell I'm me. Pretty pissed off about knowing. So I'm sorry. Is one of them Serena Deeb or Candice LeRae? Ta- Don't not, tell me. I'm not telling you. Uh, we also have the live event this uh, Saturday. This Saturday. So tomorrow, yeah. uh, if I find my tickets. Will you freaking find your... I'll find Jesus, my tickets. man. Come on. Uh, well, that's all the show we have for you. We are Nerds of the Square Circle. Uh, go follow us on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram. Go to our website. Leave us a comment in the show notes page on somewherenerdy.com. Um, hopefully, uh, Philip may be here next week. Can you come look at my belt? It's Philip's belt. You can't it's take my Philip's belt. belt. It's my you belt. It's my belt. Um, so it's we'll not, see you. It is, wait, wait a minute. Wait a minute. No. We'll this see is you next not, Friday. This is not Philip's Say belt. goodbye, this Sam. This is my belt. Say goodbye, Sam. Goodbye, Sam. See you next week.